This is WFO Radio. All right, everyone, we are going to start our post-race press conference. We are now joined by race-winning team owner of Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing, Brad Keselowski, and crew chief Scott Graves. Is he right, be is he right behind you? I don't know. Where's I think he's doing singles. He's, got, he's, he's probably doing singles. So We're going to open it up to questions. If you have a question, please raise your hand, and we'll get a mic to you. But, Brad, it looked like uh, you and Chris were pretty fast out there all day, especially racing each other at one point through the race. Just talk about that speed you guys were able to find out there today. Yeah, both cars just uh, seemed to find their way to the front. And um, then when I got to the lead in stage two, and uh, I think somebody told me there was five, ten laps to go, and Chris was running second. I knew he was going to be, uh, you know, quite a, a contender, a threat because he had passed a ton of cars. I think. What did you guys start? Twenty third or, or twenty twenty six? So obviously at that point he had passed twenty four cars, and uh, uh, to do that, I knew he was really, really strong. And um, uh, we had the the stage win there at the end of stage two. And uh, when we began stage three, Chris was able to just keep right up with me, and I think he was actually a little faster than me. And um, you know, he had a great pit sequence, and, and I struggled a little bit on a pit sequence with, with some of my stuff. And uh, he, he found himself to the lead, and you know, just never looked back there uh, with, with about 110, 120 to go, I guess. But, uh, you know, I, I, then from there, it's just the, the strategies and guys on one stops and guys on two or three stops and, and all everything in between. And, um, you know, they were able to call a great race, and Chris was able to execute. Had a little curveball thrown at him at the end there with uh, that spin, I think, uh, and then you're just thinking, man, just let's just not lose this race with a, you know something silly happening. So uh, glad that wasn't the case, and uh, certainly tremendous execution. We want both cars. We want to finish one two. Uh, that's the the ultimate goal, and uh, we we didn't get that, but we still had a heck of a day where we ran one two at parts, and uh, you know this is uh, kind of the next step for us is to be able to to win races on a contender basis and, and kind of, you know, I, I told somebody uh, or I told a lot of you guys here this year that we've moved from irrelevant to relevant. And the next step is kind of trying to be contenders. And, uh, you, you know, you, you get to the contender status by winning races. And, um, you know, we're, we're not where we want to be. We want to be uh, where we win every week and we're 1-2 finishing. But this is uh, another step in our progression and uh, a lot to be proud of. All right. We'll start in the back there and then head over to the left. Matt Weaver, Sports Night. A follow-up on the uh, the pit entry where you were kind of sideways in the box. Um, one, what happened? But two, do you think that even made a difference with them undercutting you and probably being a little faster? Yeah, I'd have to go back and watch it all. I just got in a little too hard and a little too wide and locked up the right front. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'd struggle to give a great answer on whether, you know, uh, how big a difference that would make until I've seen all the information. But uh, certainly Chris was, was very fast. And when we got back out on the track, I got passed by, you know, two or three cars. So um, I, was, I was just trying to hold on there for a little bit and um, just got a, got a car handling, got away from me a little bit. And um, not exactly sure why, but uh, we'll go back and take a look at that. And then this is the second time, I think, uh, Bristol, uh, where you kind of had to balance happy for the team but a little disappointed in, you know, your personal performance too is that kind of the the case here today too i mean uh, obviously i want to win the race as a driver and, and that's super important to me bristol honestly stung a lot more than this did because you know it was out of our control where we blew a tire and here i think there were some things that were in my control and in our control as a team that i just didn't, i wasn't flawless today um so there's there's a little bit of work to do there on, on, on my end but uh 
So I don't think it stings so much the way Bristol did. But uh, in both cases, you know, we had two good cars and, and we were able to, to strike with uh, uh, the 17 car. And uh, that, that's something to be proud of. We'll go over to the left and then Seth. Chris Powell, Couch Coach Live. Brad, in, in broadcast, they were saying that pretty much inside that car was over 130 degrees. Talk about just the physical demands of that. Is it, and also, is there anything that's comparable as far as um, that could, you know, the, the, the physical demand of that? Yeah, I don't know what you would, you know, compare to that, but, uh, you know, driving a race car is a, a very unique environment. And, uh, you know, the conditions today were, were uh, certainly hot. It ended up being more forgiving than I think we thought it would be coming into the weekend. You know, we, we thought coming into the weekend it was going to be a challenging race and 100 degree temps, and we got a little reprieve there with uh, was it 88 or 89 today? Yeah, woo, a lot cooler, right? Uh, but uh, you know, the, driving race cars isn't supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be challenging, you know, and uh, that's what separates the the, the great from the, the average or the good from the average and, and everything in between. So, um, you know, there's of course limits to everything, but. Uh, the the physical duress that it takes to drive a race car and, and the mental challenge that goes with it the, the combination there together uh i think is what makes winning so special is because it's it's certainly not handed to you we'll go to seth and then owen over here tires.net uh brad how rewarding has it been to lead this organization and its revitalization over the past year and a half well, you know, I'm not the only person, right? I'm, I'm, I'm one of the people. There's a team of people, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for them. It's, I'm, you know, I, I take uh, the, the most, uh, you know, uh, pleasure from seeing that, you know, a group of people come together, whether it be the ones that you see with the drivers and the pit crew and, and the team members or the people you don't see, which is, you know, the, the mechanics and the, um, you know, management team and so forth and the partners and, uh, you know, I, I take just as much pride in that as, as you know, uh, anything that I've done. And, you know, really my job is to be a facilitator. It's to, to try to make sure the resources are there in combination with the right people to be successful. And, um, you know, in, in that light, I don't feel like I really do that much work, to be quite honest. I just try to listen to the people that uh, do the work and, and make sure that uh, they're getting what they need in, in, in a servant leadership style. Uh, and some days I'm better at that than others, certainly. And, and, and we have, uh, you know, we have all of our flaws and I have all of the flaws that come with that. But, uh, you know, I think we, we've come uh, a good ways. Uh, you know, I, I'm not looking up today, even as strong as today was and saying, hey, you know, we're, we've got everything we want, need to, to win every week. But um, we're, we're progressing and, and we're, you know, uh, putting ourselves in position. Brad to Owen. Brad Owen Johnson. You recently signed the big deal with Build Submarines, and you've got a couple of big sponsors sticking with you. How much does a performance like this impact to give you confidence in your financial situation and give it, giving the team those resources? Uh, it's huge. Um, you know, we are doing a great job with our partners right now. Um, I'm thrilled for Fastenal, a uh, key partner for us. It's been with this team for, you know, almost 15 years now, I think. Um, and so that that's a big win for us to, to, to be able to, to get them in victory lane. And, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, we signed some key partnerships here in the last few weeks with Build Subs, which is, you know, uh, a lot of their group here is, is based out of Newport News. And uh, so we're, we're glad to, to have them here and uh, seeing us in, in victory lane with one of our cars and uh, just super proud to, to, to be where we're at. So, um, you know, obviously the, the sponsorship game is so critical for us. You know, it's 60 to 70 percent of our team revenue comes from partnerships and we need those partnerships to be world class partners. And, and so. You know, I think we've got a couple of really solid partners and, and with Fastenal and Build Subs and 
to see them both in victory lane this uh, today was, was, was really great for us. Of course, we're always looking to land more partners of that nature, and uh, this certainly bodes well for that. But, um, you know, a, a good day for us uh, on the partnership front, obviously, as well. Thank you. We'll go to Jordan, Deb, and then Kelly. Jordan Bianca, The Athletic, I had a few of you for each of you. I guess, Scott, we'll ask you first since you haven't spoke yet. Um, a race like this where it's it's very strategy heavy, it's, it seems like this is kind of an old school race in a lot of respect. For a crew chief, is there kind of a thrill and a kick that you guys have such an impact uh, on the outcome as opposed to some, maybe some other races that we see nowadays? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I always enjoy the races where, where we have a have a part like that in a role. Um, but, it, you know, it takes the – there's the strategy, but it also takes the – the execution of the pit crew and the driver and everything else. I mean, it's um, it maybe it for everybody to execute as well as they did today. Our our pit crew was was incredible. Um, yeah, I think you'll see we gained spots on pit road. Uh, Chris gained spots on track. Um, and I, I knew starting where we were, you know, we were just going to have to gradually ratchet our way forward. And we were able to do that and uh, without mistakes. That's uh, really what was what was key for us today. And then, Brad, there's going to be a lot of talk about uh, the short track package, obviously, the test tomorrow in general overall this year. Uh, from your perspective, what was the quality of racing like today? Um, and then, two, um, the fans may not have enjoyed today for whatever reason, right? But from a driver's perspective, was it fun out there and, and these having a long green flag runs like this? I'm sorry, what was the first question? You asked no so problem. many, Jordan, I couldn't keep up with that. No problem. Sorry. Uh, let's just go with it. Was, as, a driver, <laughs> as a driver, was it enjoyable today with these long green flag runs? Um, yeah, it was for me. I mean, this is – when I started Cup, this is what Cup was. You know, it's long green flag runs. Uh, you know, I've been running the SRX series for, for the last few weeks, and you run 12 and 15 or 20 laps, and they throw a yell, and I've been picking on the, the series for that, <laughs> you know, when we're in our more intimate sessions. Like, geez, guys, I – was this the senior tour? You can't race more than 20 laps. Um, and, uh, you, you know, it, it completely changes the dynamics of the race when you have 20-lap runs. And when you don't know if it's going to be a 10-lap run or a 100-lap run, you have to make choices with how you drive the car and how you set up the car and how you approach the entire weekend as a team. And that creates all these different variabilities throughout the field that I think makes racing just fun as hell. You know, I mean – from the driver perspective, when, when they dropped the green at the start of stage two, and I was just digging, and I'm in the back of my mind going, oh, God, please don't let this go, long green flag run. Like, you know, because I know I've burnt the rear tires off this car. Like, that that part to me is fun. Like, that's that's the challenge. Like, it's it feels like there's a game of, you know, chess going on, and you're trying to play it as smart as you can and, and trying to, you know, have the feedback loop with the team so they don't over-adjust because you burnt the tires off, and you know, all these different things. and. That's what cup racing to me is. Um, and, you know, every once in a while you get these, you know, short run races where, you know, there's a lot of wrecks and, you know, the, the variability is what makes cup to me so much fun. It's just not knowing what you're going to get. And, and by nature, that means you have to have races with long runs, like, because everybody will just sell out for short runs and then the racing gets dramatically worse. When everybody in the field can sell out for short runs, you never see any passing, you never see any comers and goers because everybody knows that, you know, start the air pressures high and do all these different things and have the car crazy sideways loose. And that, that to me, is the worst racing you're ever going to see. Um, so, you know, yeah, I appreciate races that have long runs. You know, the end of this race came down to a short run. It was a three-lap kind of green-white checkered-ish kind of run. So, I, you know, I think there's a you know a little bit of everything in there. And I love the fact that a track like this, you can run the bottom, the middle, the top. And that puts it in a spot when you have racing like this that makes elite drivers want to be in this series. 
And I think that's really important. And I, you know, I, you've heard me say it a couple times, Jordan, is we need this series to, to be a series where uh, the format rewards elite talent. And if you continue to strip things out of it uh, that elite talent does well, uh, you're just going to drive them away or, or they're not going to rise to the top. And I, that's not good for us. Um, so, you know, I, I think in, in, in that light, yeah, I, I love the fact that there was a long green flag run today. You know, obviously I had a fast car and it, it favored us to some extent. But there's weeks where it doesn't, and I think that's part of what makes cup racing special. Certainly last week uh, in Pocono, I didn't, I didn't think we were particularly strong on the long runs. But uh, that's, that's what this series is, and, um, you know, I, I think that's part of what makes it so much fun. Certainly you need to have long runs if you're going to have three-and-a-half-hour races because, you know, there'd be a lot of 20-lap runs elsewise. But, um, no, I, I think it was a, a, the type of racing that, you know, cup series needs, and, you know, we can't have the same type of racing every week. Uh, the variability of it is is tremendously rewarding to me and, and demands a lot out of the drivers and a lot out of the teams. And when all said and, is said and done, because of that, more often than not, you look at who's in victory lane and you say that person deserved to be there. And I think that's critically important for our series. You've talked this weekend about how you and Chris were effectively in the playoffs, but now Chris is locked in the playoffs. What does that mean for you guys as an organization to put somebody, at least one driver for sure, probably two, in the playoffs a year after you know missing out? Yeah, it's a, a big step forward. I don't know if I have an answer for, for what it means other than uh, we get to stay in business, <laughs> um, which is always good, right? Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's a, a good boost of confidence for us that we're doing the right things for me personally. But beyond me, just the people that work there every day um, and uh, they put their effort and heart and soul into the cars and the team. And um, I'm happy for them. Prom Jordan, thank you. Thanks for asking them the question first so I can eat my ice cream. <laughs> go to Deb. Cookout Ke ice cream. They had it free in Victory Lane. <laughs> Deb, Kelly, then Bob. Deb Williams, Auto Week. This is for Scott. Throughout the year, Ford has battled a lack of downforce. How did that play or help Ford today with this hot, slick racetrack? I think, uh, I mean, a track like this, I mean, it it kind of evens the field out a little bit. You know, maybe it shows up in uh, in qualifying if you're a little bit off on on you know one area or another of the car. But you get into like what Brad was talking about, the the long runs here. And it's really more about just handling of the car, you know, what it's going to do short run versus long run. Um, we had a really good long run car and was able to, Chris was able to manage the fall off really well. So, um, you know, I think that, that takes horsepower out of the equation with all that fall off. It takes, you know, downforce out to some extent. Um, it just kind of evens it out a little bit. And I think like Brad said, it's more of uh, what, how does the driver deal with it? You know, are they, are they going to manage the car well enough to get through a long run or not? Um, and really just taking care of it to, to be able to move through the field like Chris did. Kelly, then Bob. Kelly, CrandallRacer.com. Scott, um, you've had a very up-and-down career in the Cup Series. What's just your pride or personal satisfaction in, in building this 17 team and how far it's come over the last couple of years? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's, like you said, it's been up and down in, in a, lot of, a lot of years of frustration, but I always, I've always felt like this is where I can be or, you know, I, that – always wanted to be part of a team that executed it at this level and like what we did today. Um, so that, that means a lot to me personally. And, um, you know, I think, you know, Brad talking about his impact, um, wouldn't be able to do this with, if he hadn't come into the company and really helped, um, I guess, give the leadership. I know he says 
maybe he doesn't feel like he does a lot, but I think the the expectations he brings, but not only just the expectation, he actually gives us the tools to do it. Um, that's probably something that we lacked before. There's always an expectation, and then it, it was sometimes uh, you know it, it didn't always have the tools that we needed and the resources to get there. And I feel like he's really been been critical to that. Um, so to be able to see this build, uh, get the team better, um, you know, it's it means a lot to me because I've really you know fought hard for this for a lot of years and, and wanted to be at this level and. To see it starting to come to fruition really means a lot. When you got paired with Chris, I think it was what late 2021 when the swap happened. So, what has it? What has clicked, or wh why has it worked between you and Chris? Um, I mean, we we worked together in the Xfinity side and had that that relationship and, and success there. And just through you know the way things work in the industry, we kind of ended up getting split and, and going different ways for a while. Um, and then you know for us to to get back together um, at that at that point at the end of uh, 2020 and or, or 2021, Trevor, whichever was there, we uh, you know it was it really worked out well. Like we just kind of fell back into the 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 way we had worked you know before his, in, in the past. Um, I think uh, personalities work well together. Um, both stay stay fairly calm, and uh, Chris does a great job of that in, in the car, just giving the feedback um, without getting you know too worried or stressed out during a race. Um, and uh, I don't know, just I'm able to I'm able to read that, I guess, uh, is in a good way. And, and uh, you know, hopefully more often be able to get him the, the faster cars that, that he's looking for. One for Brad real quick, Brad, after the the awkward pit stop, <laughs> as we'll call it, and um, and Chris had leapfrogged you guys. Were you still optimistic that it could cycle back in some way that you could get back up there? Obviously, this race is much about strategy and track position. But with how good your car was, did you think you could? could get back to have a shot at the lead again? Yeah, well, you never lose hope, right? And um, uh, we ran really hard to try to get back in the top five and just wasn't really able to, to push back through. I was kind of stuck sixth or seventh, I think, for the remainder of the race uh, with some guys probably in front of us that uh, were staying out, but just couldn't quite uh, get back by some of those guys. Uh, I think I passed the 23, but then the eight passed me and uh, kind of drove away and uh, – just couldn't uh, make that next step. So just lost the handling there a little bit and not entirely sure why, but um, uh, that's part of it. We're going to go to Bob, the press box, and we'll wrap up in the back. Uh, Bob Packers, Fox Sports. Brad, uh, do you feel like you're the best forward team right now? I don't know I, if I would try to quantify that. I mean, uh, you know, we're in a good spot. Um, I don't know if there's a uh, – how you would measure that like what's how do you quantify what's best and what's not i mean if you're going by wins i mean yeah we, we've got a, a a win and we're locked in the playoffs and, and that feels good right um you know and i think we're on a, a, a good streak and if you go by points i think that the 12 and the, the 22 are maybe in front of uh, us in points but uh the fours we're all really close so i think the 12 22 17 the four i mean we're all very close in points so uh, you know, I, I don't know how you, you, you quantify who's best and who's not, but, um, you know, I think uh, the four cars of the, the uh, 22, 12, 4, and 17 uh, are, are all right on top of each other, and I'm, I'm right there as well. So maybe the five of us you could probably lay a blanket over. But, uh, uh, you know, we, we do have two cars, and, and we're a two-car team, and we have both cars there. We, we don't have any good cars or bad cars. Or maybe not good cars, but we don't have any bad cars, which that feels good. Um, but, um, you know, we're, we're positioning ourselves to, to get there one day, um, and, and I'm, I'm proud of that. But, uh, 
you know, that that's earned, right? You, you got to earn that that title, and uh, you do that with winning multiple races and contending for uh, championships, and, and we're knocking on the door of that. But, uh, you know, until we are walking in on, uh, you know, at Phoenix with three or four wind stickers on our cars, it's hard to, to say that we're the best. But um, uh, that's what we want to be. Go up to the press box for questions. Lee Spencer, catchfence.com. Scott, I don't know if it was you or the spotter, but somebody came over before the final restart and said, don't let Denny do what he did to the five last week. Um, I'm curious if that played into the strategy of having Chris take the inside lane. Uh, I think some, I mean, the the inside lane was probably the, the favorite lane for restarts, but that was definitely was going through my mind. Um, was that you then? Yeah, it was me. Okay. It was, yeah, it was me and probably being a little dramatic at that point but um honest just uh yeah being honest and 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 with this car especially like you find yourself on that outside lane and it might be faster but you're you're just vulnerable um especially you get late race restarts guys get really aggressive it's too easy for someone to wash up in the into you and and, and use your car up so um yeah that was definitely a cue to hey let's start on the bottom and uh and, and take it from there all right, we'll wrap up there in the back left corner. Hello, yes, Stephen Sykes at Live and Global Media. Two quick questions. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned something about joining, working with the SRX series. Would you say that have helped give you more the time that you wanted or more the feel of the different cars to help before your race today? And also, what are your plans going into Detroit for next week? Yeah, um, actually, you know, I've had a great time. Well, maybe not always a great time, but uh, I've gotten wrecked, I think, in all three races. But outside of that, it's, it's been nice to just show up and drive the car and not worry about anything. That's actually a lot of fun. When I uh, walked away uh, last week and the car needed a rear clip and all kinds of work done to it, I said, all right, see you next week. <laughs> that's, uh, that's sometimes a good feeling. I've forgotten what that felt like. Um, but, uh, then on the, the, the flip side of that, I haven't gotten the win. I won over there, but was close this week, but, uh, we'll go to Michigan this week. And I, I think we, uh, we go to Berlin, Michigan on the, the West coast. Uh, and then, uh, we have a whole bunch of things we're doing with Michigan being our home, home race for me and for Jack Roush with, uh, you know, different things that they have going on and, uh, that it'll, it'll be a fun week. I can tell you coming off for of Chris's win. So a uh, lot to be proud of. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Appreciate your time, guys. Appreciate Thank you, guys. You. If you guys hang real quick up here. Oh, the gong. Are you, you going to bang the gong? This I'm is not, a familiar, not familiar with the gong. All right, everyone. We are now joined by today's winner of the Cookout 400 at Richmond Raceway, Chris Busher, driver of the number 17, Fast and All Forward for RFK Racing. Chris, I guess I just got to ask what was going through your head when the caution came out there in the final 10 laps. Yeah, that was um, uh, I, I, inevitable. Uh, we knew it was coming. Uh, I knew when we started that run, and it was winding down the laps from 60 to 40 to 20 to 15. I, I knew it was coming. So uh, mentally was prepared for it. And uh, when it did come out there close to the end, uh, you know, knew we were going to be kind of looking at, uh, I don't think it was a green-white checker, but but pretty close to it, right? So um, it's hard from, from inside to have a good idea what's going on all around the track. But um, yeah, mentally we were, we were prepared for it, and, and I also knew that our fast Mustang fired off so good uh, that I really wasn't worried about it either. Uh, our our uh, takeoff speed was so good today, uh, from green flag stops to restarts. Uh, we were always moving forward. Uh, just a, a really fast race car that basically made it made me feel like no matter what the the, the uh, circumstances there towards the end, we were going to be in really good shape.
All right, we'll open up to questions. If you have a question, just raise your hand. We'll start with Kelly, and then we'll go to Jordan, and then over the left. CrandallRacer.com. Chris, do you remember what you said to us after finishing third here in this race a year ago? I do not know. Probably said third sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you um, you had said that you know it wasn't that long ago you wanted to fill this place with water or cover it with dirt or just get rid of it. So yeah. to now come back and, and win this race, I mean, does it seem a little bit unbelievable how quickly things have turned here for this team? Yeah, um, in, in a way. Um, yeah, I, I do remember that. I didn't know that's the quote you were referring to because I, I feel like I'm going to get uh, some some bad looks when I say that. But, um, you know, this uh, this racetrack where I made my first NASCAR start filling in for, uh, for T-Bain here back in 2011, uh, that one went okay. And uh, and then since then, I, I've I've struggled here through the years, and um, have really fought to kind of find uh, kind of find our way. Uh, and, and so I just felt like um, it, it's taken taken a long time to um, get my legs up underneath me here, which is surprising because I feel like it, it's a track that I I want to like and, and have always tried to enjoy, and um, just seems like it just sweeps your legs out every time we come here after uh, after the first stage and you're sitting there wondering what happened. So um, what I will say is RFK has made some some massive leaps and uh, we've been in a good spot the last 18 months. And even I look at, you know, the fall race was a huge turnaround for us here last year, but but even the spring race was good for us. Uh, we didn't get the result that, that we should have, but we were very competitive at times during that race. So, um, you know, it, it, it I won't sit here and say Richmond is my favorite track right now because it doesn't turn around quite that quick. Um, you know, we laughed a, a lot growing up. We, we won a bunch of races at Toledo, Ohio, Arca Racing, and uh, and it still wasn't my favorite racetrack. So, uh, you know, it's going to take a little bit more yet, but I, I have surely come a long way here, and uh, I'm definitely not trying to uh, to sink it in the Atlantic. So, uh, you know, big progress, and uh, and. and you know, I, I think as drivers, we like places that we run well at, and it surely helps. Um, it's part of the reason why I enjoy road racing or, or super speedway racing at times, short track racing. Um, you know, Bristol has been my favorite track for a long time, and I've always been able to run good there. Whereas this one's taken a, a little bit more work. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm moving on up. I'm not quite there trying to uh, to tear it down at this point. Um, and now I'm, I'm sitting here thinking this is a this is a place that we have great opportunity at, and, and thought that in the spring. Uh, so it really is amazing how uh, just a, a very short period of time can really change your opinion on a place. And I wanted to ask about Scott. You two, of course, had success in the Xfinity Series, came back together just a couple years ago on this 17-team program. As much as you're enjoying now how your Cup career is going. Um, how much do you also have that sense of satisfaction to do it with Scott, who's had a very up and down career as a crew chief in the Cup Series? Yeah, I mean it's um, you know we think uh, if you go back to 2015, uh, we won our championship in the in the Fastenal Mustang back then on the Xfinity side, and we left Homestead and um, pretty much uh, got back uh, got to the banquet and and pretty much we all knew as a team that that we didn't have any any plans going forward that um, nobody knew where they were going to end up and um, you know it wasn't uh, uh, it wasn't a good place for anybody and it really took away some of the um, the celebration that you wanted to enjoy uh, you know when, when you're sitting there knowing that everybody's got to got to figure out what they're going to do for work the next year and so uh, to be able to, to reunite with uh, with Scott on top of the box and to be able to have that success um, to have Mike Herman Jr. on, on the spotter stand again um, like we did back then as well and uh, kind of picking up 
where uh, where we left off several years back now, uh, you know, that gives you a good sense of satisfaction is we're all able to work together and uh, and start to recreate some of the, the successes from back then. So, um, you know, it's surely, surely a big win this time, uh, knowing that, that this gives us a, a playoff eligibility. Um, you know, the, the Bristol win, the night race last year, it's top of my bucket list and um, and ecstatic to win that race. Uh, the thing it was missing was uh, the fact that we weren't in the playoffs at that time. So uh, now we get to go win another Bristol race, and that will send us into the next round. And then uh, that, that just gives us a whole extra level of confidence going uh, going into, um, you know, these last 15 races on the season. So uh, pretty awesome, um, pretty pretty solid day here. That was just um, something we've talked about at RFK as, as an organization is, uh, you know, we've been very competitive at a lot of different styles of racetracks. Uh, we've been, you know, capable of running fifth, and uh, you know, not uh, capable of fighting for wins at, at as many as we had hoped. And we've been close at it several, and um, you know, and, and both our cars have had speed at, at different styles. So, uh, you know, it surely uh, know that we've been close, but we knew it was going to take a strong execution, and um, you know, good pit stops, good strategy. Uh, you know, good decision on the racetrack, and we were able to put all that together today, as well as having a really fast Ford Mustang to uh, to go along with it. So, um, it's amazing how uh, how much easier my job gets when when we're able to bring these fast race cars to the racetrack. And um, just so proud of everybody at RFK for what we've been able to turn around and, and accomplish. And um, and really excited to see what's uh, what's in store for us over the next several months. Go to Jordan. Jordan Bianchi, the athletic. Do you like races like this with long stretches of green flag racing and you know not a lot of cautions and, and the field is strung out? Uh, definitely have times where I do. Um, when you're having a bad day, all you want is a caution. So um, I've been on that side of it at this very racetrack, and uh, you know it also on the flip side, like a race like today, um, you know especially when it's hot and you know that it's um, it's getting to some drivers and, and they're having to uh, to fight internal battles as well um i love that i love that opportunity for us to uh to know that you know you trained for this you worked hard to, to be ready for these hot races and these long stretches and, and that uh, you're in as good a place as, as anybody and um you know when you have a fast race car and we know that we can see things play out uh when we you know, fire off into some of these runs and, and you know everybody on the on the on the box has a strategy picked out and, and that we're committing to uh we get to see that play out um, you know, not get uh, get something to, to really throw off half the field. Um, you know, similar to uh, like Atlanta when the caution just comes at the wrong time and, and you know haven't been able to quite cycle everything out. Uh, that's that's very frustrating. So yes, it, in a lot of ways, I like to see everything be able to play out and, and take into account all the different aspects of our sport and, and see everything play out in a way that um, you know everybody gets to see their part in it come uh, come around and see how, how their decisions impacted the day and, and how that got us to victory lane. You were effectively in the playoffs before today. I mean, things would have had to go completely sideways for you and, and some other things would have happened, but now you're in. And has that really kind of sunk in that you're in the playoffs and, and what does that mean? Uh, it means we don't have to talk about points anymore, and I love that. So I've uh, I've been fairly vocal for, for myself, especially um, not one to uh, to shout. But um, I, I hate points racing. I've always hated points racing, and I didn't want us to get in that trap that the 17 team was points racing as we've we've been heading towards the the cutoff for the playoffs. And um, 
you know, I, I've said that consistently, and we've talked about that as a team that um, obviously it has to be in the back of our minds because, you know, we are in a good spot in points. We've worked hard to have that consistency, but we're not, um, we're not indestructible where we were at, um, and that a win would, would take care of everything. And, and that's our sport. Winning fixes everything, and it uh, fixes the points talk. It, it fixes morale. It fixes uh, – bad weekends before everything can uh, can be changed by by winning so um you know from that standpoint that's um it, it's awesome that we are in the playoffs um you know that was part of uh, part of our goal at the beginning of the season as rfk we, we talked about winning races uh, making the playoffs and, and being able to be a contender in the playoffs you know we, we don't want to be a placeholder by any means either and uh when i look at the the races that we have in the first uh uh, first half of the playoffs, especially, um, I, I feel really confident that, that we can we can be a contender and we can move forward. Chris, we're going to go over to your left, and then we'll go to Adam over here. All right, Chris Powell, Couch Coach Live. Chris, congratulations on the win tonight. Thank and, you. And uh, so, obviously, um, you are in the playoffs. Um, so, what is pretty much the strategy in these final four races leading up to the playoffs? I know you talked about confidence. What have you? So, any other strategies in these next four weeks, um, getting geared up for the playoffs? Yeah, what it's going to help the most is Daytona. Um, you know, we, we've uh, I've been in the situation we go to Daytona and you've had to circle it as this is our last ditch effort that we're right on a, a cutoff. Uh, points are going to you know swing this way or that way. There's going to be accidents. Uh, been in must win situations for that, and it, it's not it's not reasonable to get to Daytona and, and say this is our one and only chance because it's uh, we we've had a chance to win races all the way up to that cutoff. Um, you know the industry has every, every team has had chances to win races everywhere and and I feel like if you sometimes if you go try and points race you get to the point where you didn't accumulate enough and, and then you circle that as a must win and, and that's where, um, where where things can go wrong or mistakes can be made and um, and, and it just puts a, a whole lot of extra pressure on everybody for one race that's um, that, that's not really needed I, I think if you uh, approach every race like that's that's the one you should have circled, then uh, it puts you in a better spot there. So um, it's going to get us to Daytona in, in a place where we knew we were going to have a, a pretty good points cushion as long as you know nothing went crazy over the next couple of weeks, as long as we were smart um, and uh, and didn't get wiped out. Uh, we have Michigan coming up, uh, should be pretty good. Two road courses, uh, which has been really strong for RFK and myself. I, I, have really enjoyed those and feel like we have a chance to, to win more races before the cutoff. Um, you know, so it, it lets us go into those and, and maybe be a little bit more aggressive or, or take a little bit more uh, chance on strategy. Um, but again, it, it helps you go into Daytona without that uh, that that cloud lingering over, knowing that that anything could happen. This track, you could very easily be wiped out as well as 15 other cars in one accident and not be any of y'all's doing it and can really shake up our uh, our playoff run so um we're out we're out of that conversation now we don't have to worry about all that so that's that's where it's um it, it's so nice from where i'm sitting is we get to go go race um the way we talk about racing all the time but we don't even have to have that little bit of thought in the back of our minds that we need to be uh, be thinking about points racing chris we'll go over to your right to adam and then to owen uh adam cheek uh chris you know, it's easy to point to the short tracks as a place where you guys have Found some speed. You won Bristol last year. Brad was fast there. You guys are both fast today. Uh, and you hounded Harvick for the win last year at Richmond, too. But how does that speak to the evolution of RFK the last couple of years and how much you guys have improved? Yeah, so 
I would say that um, you know it's probably showed up in results, probably stronger short track racing, and um, you know obviously a, a few wins now and been in the hunt for several. But um, what I'm proud of for as RFK as a group is uh, we don't have to just talk about short track racing. Um, you know we can talk about super speedway racing and know that we're going to be up front battling for wins, uh, leading laps. Uh, we can talk about road course racing and know that we've been very competitive at a lot of those and been battling for wins. Uh, we can talk about uh, some mile and a half and, and be in the conversation there as well. Uh, maybe not quite as strong as and not have the results, um, but we've had moments at a lot of different styles of racetracks. Uh, that's that's what I'm most proud of. Um, you know, it would be great if, if we just stepped up our short track program and, and we were competitive at these styles of racetracks, but that would put you in a place where we'd be leaving Richmond here tonight and, and saying we don't have another shot until uh, Bristol maybe. Um, I don't know what the, the first one would be, but that's not where we're at. Uh, we have racetracks that, uh, that we're going to be competitive at every week. We do not have to circle racetracks is our, our chance or this is where we're going to be really good and we're going to have to just get through this week we, we haven't had that this season and um and really didn't have a whole lot of that last season as well now last season was was a building season and um and it took a lot of work to get there and um you know to see see results from all that work is is big for us so um you know like like you said the short tracks are where the results are showing up the most but um but what I'm proud of as an organization is we have stepped it up across the board every every single week. Richmond specifically, like you did so well here last year, hounded Harvick for the lead there for a while at the end. What is it about this place you win here this year? Man, I wish I knew. I, I would have figured it out a whole, whole many years ago because uh, I've spent more time simulating this place. I've uh, studied as much video as anywhere when it comes to this one, and um, I, I, I just – sit here and watch SMT and and try and figure out what I've done wrong here for so long and um, I, I just don't feel like I've changed a whole lot about what I do. Um, I think we have better cars at RFK. We've had very good uh, strategy. We've had good pit crews. We've had uh, you know a lot of things come around. The, uh, you know, the next gen car obviously hit a, a big uh, reset and kind of the feel and style of racing and so uh, some of that has uh, has clicked a little bit better for me at a racetrack like this. Uh, you know, part of you says maybe the shifting ha has changed it, but even today there was large parts of the race where we stopped shifting. So I, I don't know that that's necessarily it. It's um, I don't have the right answer for that one. And uh, because if I did, I would have would have changed something a really long time ago. Go to Owen and then back left. Hey Chris, Owen Johnson, CupScene.com. How helpful is this performance to get growth at RFK? especially on the sponsorship and financial side? Yeah, I mean, um, we obviously had a, a large showing of uh, a Fastenal guest here and uh, our, our partners with Navistar here and, uh, and a massive uh, group from buildsubmarines.com here for, for the weekend. Um, you know, that is, that is huge for us to be able to have a, a showing like this with, uh, with everybody here um, and to just show that, uh, th that we can talk about the progression and, and we can sit down and, you know, tell everybody about uh, what we've done better, what we've invested in, what our tools look like now, how our cars look better now, how they're built nicer, um, and, and all that is true, but it, it has to show up on the racetrack on Sunday, and uh, and that's what days like today do. That 
proves that that we're not uh, we're not trying to fluff anything that that we're we're legitimate in in what we've invested into this um, into this program and what everybody's working on to make sure that that we are competitive um, that we are not not okay with with running you know top ten that's that's a huge step in the right direction from you know a couple of years back but uh, we weren't we weren't sitting stagnant and so that's um, it, it's special to have such a large presence here. Uh, from our, our partners and uh, to be able to, to make this happen today was was definitely big Go to Steven on your left over there, Chris. Hello. First of all, congratulations Steven Sykes and Live and Global Media. Thank you. Two questions um, One what was your track strategy regarding your tires and fuel with the uh, today coming from practice because there was a lot of Different drivers say they were a little bit tight and loose and everybody from the various broadcasts was saying to their teams We need to loosen up loosen up or they were spinning out in the back um, the second question is from coming from New Hampshire in the previous races, the one you finished like third, the other ones were like 10, 15, 13. What was the mindset in terms of getting to Richmond to change to get here? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, for uh, kind of to start your second question, uh, we've uh, found a baseline that, that's helped us, um, you know, kind of show up uh, every week with, with something that's more tried and true. And, and kind of trying to tune around that and use our tools to improve on it. So, uh, you know, we're, we're not sitting still. Uh, you know, what we did today was not what we ran here in the fall and um, last year. And, and we know that our competition is not sitting still, and we can't either. So uh, you're constantly working to, to make improvements. And so, yes, we would go back to New Hampshire and look at some of the things we liked from there and some of the things we didn't. We've looked at things from – Phoenix at the beginning of the season we've uh, we've had stuff that's come from road course racing that, that we've been able to apply um, you know there's there's uh, a constant building process um, it, it's probably escalated with this car and, and the schedule that we have with our, our 20 minute practice sessions it goes so fast um, you know we're fairly limited on we're very limited on what we can actually adjust in that moment or in those 20 minutes um, so we have to rely on what we learned from the previous race to continue to get better. And, and so that's definitely something that, that we're working on week in, week out. And we're constantly looking back through notes from the, from the last race that has anything applicable to, to this style of racetrack. And so, uh, you know, when um, you look at that it, and then, you know, kind of talking about balance and, and practice, we were in the first group, which was great for practice because uh, we fired off on a green racetrack, put down some stupid fast laps. And, uh, you know, we averaged out first on, on long run speed, and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, we're in a great place, and then we went to qualify. <laughs> and, uh, and then that, that group one, uh, the entire group one struggled, and, um, and that kind of dejects you a little bit. That, that, that kind of kicks you right back down. So, um, you know, qualified, was it 26 maybe? It was, it was deep in the field and knew we had a lot of work to do. And... Um, you know, a lot of it was just understanding that Richmond is one of the most sensitive uh, racetracks when it comes to rubber being laid down, to temperature, uh, to sunlight or, or cloud cover, or even some of the shade that comes over turns three and four later in, in some of our evening races. So um, it, it's a very tough track to, to get a grasp on uh, because it is changing so, so quickly. But um, uh, what I will say is our team did a really good job at, at working ahead of ahead of the race to where we did not make large adjustments in the race today that I was very happy with what we had for uh, for a short run car for a long run car and, and that we were uh, very much working in uh, very small increments so that um, you know you know two things that, that 
it's good because we're not uh, not trying to take some some guesses and some big swings at it, but also uh, gives our pit crews less to do on pit road and lets them be the absolute best that they can be on pit road as well. Thank you. You're welcome. Any final questions for Chris? No? Chris, congratulations. I think we have one more thing for you to do up here. Sounds good. Oh, the Brad Keselowski gong. Is that is that what we've heard about? <laughs> This is WFO Radio. Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. Subscribe to WFO Radio on iTunes. Never miss a show. And don't forget to write a review. WFO.